What is up, my beautiful people? This is Ashley Campbell with Daily Encouragement. By the time you guys hear this episode, it's going to be sometime in August. And I just shut the book because I just recorded another episode for this one. August 25th. Wow. And this one's going to be kind of fun. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It depends on who's listening, right? And we're going to be talking about religion. Are you religious? I did a YouTube video on this a couple years ago. And I didn't bother to look for it. Maybe I will after I'm done. And uh, I'll drop it in the description as well as my website, you guys. I talking so fast. I cannot talk clearly. I do have a website now. It's Daily Encouragement with AshleyCampbell.com. So you guys can find me on there. Like that, that's my own spot now, which is great because I told you guys um, that I got two cha- channel strikes on YouTube. So I know they're cracking down on me. There's things that I want to talk about, things that need to be talked about. And I refuse to allow them to do that, and you know, as, as much as I can control. So anyway, um, you guys be sure to save that website on your browser, and I will be adding more content to this page as time goes on. So, you guys, let's go ahead and pray. And then let's talk about religion today. Let's talk about being religious. And, uh, you know, I just think it's important to discuss this because a lot of times, People use this word like, I don't know, how can I say it? They, sometimes people use it like they're not religious. And then religious people use it because they're religious. <laughs> but before we get into it, you guys, let's go ahead and pray. And then let's have a conversation, okay? All right, so, Lord, 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 thank you for this day. Lord, I pray that you'll guide this conversation. Help me to break this stuff down in a way that like we can actually apply to our lives, Lord. I don't think anybody wants to be religious. Um, it, I know that that word has brought a lot of bad taste in people's mouths. And, you know, Lord, I just pray that you'll help us to really just kind of be free from the constraints and the shackles that are on that word. And, you know, number one, Lord, let us see in our life where maybe we are being religious. And let us give those areas to you and, and honestly be free, Lord. Walk in complete freedom that you intended for us to have. So, Lord, I pray you guide us this conversation. I'm not really sure what's going to go. I kind of have an idea, but who knows, Lord. I just pray that you'll bless it, speak through me, bless my brothers and sisters, God. I love you, Lord. Thank you for this day. And I just pray all these things in your holy name. Amen. Okay, you guys. So, as I said, I did a podcast about, or a YouTube video a while ago about being religious. And, um... I just think it's good to bring it up again. These are things that we're going to be really talking about our whole life. You hear it all the time in culture. You hear it in the church. And it's like, okay, before we start pointing fingers or acting like we're not, right, or that we are, but you know what I'm saying? Like you're so religious to the point to where you're like living in a straitjacket. Well, let's just like, let's just talk about it. Let's figure out where it is in our life and let's just get free from it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Let's just face it and deal with it. Okay, so I looked up the word religion today. And I'm going to share a couple definitions with you guys because I'm really passionate about that. You cannot understand something if you don't know what it means, right? Language is so important. And so anyway, I wrote down some definitions this morning, you guys. And I'm going to share them with you really quick. And so... Religion. What does religion mean? Religion. A belief binding the spiritual nature of man to a supernatural being 
as involving a feeling of dependence and responsibility, together with the feelings and practices which naturally flow from such belief. Now, I was just thinking about this as I was reading it, okay? Number one, acknowledging our spiritual side. What does it mean to be spiritual? It means you have thoughts, emotions, and a will. Boom. And you have thoughts, emotions, and a will stuck inside a physical body, okay? Boom. That's why people say we're spiritual beings because we have thoughts, emotions, and wills. Sometimes our, you guys ever notice how your physical body doesn't always align with your thoughts, your emotions, and your will? (laughs) You guys get what I mean? The point is they're separate entities, okay? So you have a spiritual nature that wants to connect with the supernatural being, right? The super of the spiritual, you know, God himself, Jesus Christ in the flesh, all right? Supernatural being involving a feeling of dependence and responsibility, right? Which that's how we were created in the garden. The Lord put us in the garden after he created everything that we needed to sustain us. God has made it his responsibility to take care of his creation, all right? So involving a feeling of dependence and responsibility together with the feelings and practices which naturally flow from such a belief. Now here is where things get a little fishy, all right? There's gonna be feelings and practices which naturally flow from a, from beliefs, okay? Now, everybody has different feelings about different experiences that they've had. That is why it's really, really hard sometimes. That's why you can't criticize the way people do stuff certain, certain you know, because, how can I say this? You may have one experience, they have one experience, but you have, you both would feel, can feel completely different emotions regarding that experience okay so we can't judge a person's experience and how we think they should feel because we all feel different depending on the experience anyway you have feelings and then you're gonna have behaviors and habits that flow right from the beliefs that you have and I, I you guys if you have not checked out the life coaching podcast that I did January 20th 2020 I walked you guys through a life coaching series and I talked to you about how beliefs are formed. Okay. Go back and check that out because not everybody has the same beliefs and because you're going to have different beliefs based upon your experiences you've had growing up, that means you're going to have different practices, different behaviors, different habits. Okay. That are going to form in your life, you know, through the feelings that you experience. Right. And again, Where do feelings come from? Your thoughts. Guess what? Not everybody has the same thoughts, y'all. Therefore, not everyone is going to have the same, you know, practices and same beliefs as a result. Sometimes our thoughts are crap and you wonder why you feel like crap, right? Because your thoughts sometimes, and the reason we feel like crap is because our thoughts aren't rooted in truth. Sometimes we can over-exaggerate something. Sometimes we deny certain things because we don't have enough grace in ourselves to look at the whole picture. This is why we need the love and the grace of God and his mercy and his spirit in us because he gives us the emotional capacity to face the hard things that we don't want to face because he faces us without blame, shame, condemnation, and judgment. We got to learn how to do that ourselves, right? Anyway, so religion, a belief binding the spiritual nature of a man to a supernatural being as involving a feeling of dependence and responsibility together with the feelings and practices which naturally flow from such belief. Well, everyone, because they have different um, practices, 
and, emo- and feelings at different times because we all have different experiences, you're going to look different than everybody else, right? Anyway, let me continue on here. Another definition of religion. This is the one I really want to focus on. An object of conscientious devotion or scrupulous care. Do you guys know what scrupulous means? Scrupulous means cautious cautious in action for fear of doing wrong. Okay, now, as I was talking to the Lord about this this morning, and I was looking at the second definition of religion, an object of conscientious devotion or scrupulous care. I was like, okay, Lord, what would be the object for us? Like, do people treat you as an object? Yeah, maybe so. But I'm like, you know, it's got to be a little more concrete than that in a way. And so then as I was thinking about all this, my mind went over here to John 5. And he goes, you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me. But you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. Okay, so what would be your object or the Christian's object of conscientious devotion or scrupulous care? What was it for the Pharisees and the teachers of the law? It was the scriptures, right? The the Bible, the thing that everybody reads, you know, should be reading in the church, but sometimes it's the way that we interpret the Bible that causes problems for us and the rest of humanity, right? What do I mean by that? Check this out. Look at what was going on before Jesus made that statement. If you look at John 5, right? So there's this dude that was paralyzed. I'm just going to read some of this to you really quick, you guys. You guys can read it on your own too. Read John chapter 5, okay? All this is from John 5. All right. Now there in Jerusalem by the sheep gate... Okay, this is verse 2 of John 5. A pool, which is called in Hebrew, Bethsaida, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then, whomever stepped in first, after the stirring of the water, was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. Immediately, the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said to him, who were cured, it is the Sabbath, it is not lawful for you to carry your bed. He answered them, he who made me well said to me, take up your bed and walk. Then they asked him, who is the man who said to you, take up your bed and walk? But the one who who was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn, a multitude being in that place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said, see, you've been made well. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus who made him well. For this reason, the Jews persecuted Jesus and sought to kill him because he had done these things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered them, My father has been working until now, and I have been working. Think about how people read the Bible. Okay, this is our object. 
the scriptures. All right, an object of, of conscientious devotion. So people are devoted to the scriptures. All right, or scrupulous care. They're cautious in action for fear or, or for doing wrong. How people interpret the scriptures is going to definitely determine everything they do in their life and how they see things. Look at how the script, look at how the Pharisees and the teachers of the law interpret the scriptures. They read it, but but check this out. You search the scriptures for them, they you think you have eternal life, and these are they which testify of me. So Jesus is like, okay, look, you're reading the scriptures, but you don't believe that I am who I say I am. You're coming to the wrong conclusions. Right? He's like, if you were interpreting the scriptures correctly, you would understand that I am who I say I am. He goes, but you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. Sometimes people's interpretation of the scriptures keeps them from having life and giving it to other people. Look at how the Pharisees interpreted the scriptures so rigidly that if somebody got healed on the Sabbath, they were literally condemning the people. They did not know the heart of God. Check this out. Here's the other thing, and this is what he says next. I do not receive honor from men, but I know you, that you do not have the love of God in you. Isn't that interesting? The Pharisees knew the scriptures, but their interpretation of it was complete denial of who Jesus Christ was and denial of the healing that people needed. Right? He goes, you don't have the love of God in your heart. That's why, that's why you're not interpreting it rightly. You know what I'm saying? In order for you to interpret the scriptures rightly, you have to be penetrated by the love of God in every area of your life. You have to be so vulnerable to it. You have to acknowledge where you need it. You have to humble yourself, right? We all do, you guys. Everybody does. And as you humble yourself and receive that love, you will see what God intended us to see and come to the right conclusions he wants us to come to. We'll be in alignment with him. You guys ever read the Bible and sometimes you're like, I don't know if I agree with that. Well, maybe it's because you don't have enough love in you, right? You're stuck underneath blame, shame, condemnation, and judgment. Or maybe you do agree with it, but your interpretation of it and how you carry it out is very condemning to other people. Oh, you can't be healed. You can't do this. You start putting all these rules on people, right? Restricting people from getting the healing that they need or how they got healed isn't how you think people should be healed. You got to do it this way, right? So it's just interesting. And, and, and note, right? Jesus was out healing people on the Sabbath. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, you got to be in church. And there's nothing wrong with being in church. I'm not saying don't go. But what I'm saying is be careful who you're hanging out with at church. I mean, look what the Pharisees were doing to people. They wouldn't let even certain people come into the church. What I mean is just be careful with your circle, okay? Not everyone's going to be happy for you when you get healed. Not everyone's going to like how you get healed. The religious people, these people who are, you know, fear of doing wrong, cautious in action for fear of doing wrong, right? Really what that means is they are underneath condemnation themselves. And, and so they're trying to control their behavior and they end up to be very controlling of other people's behavior as well. It's just a natural byproduct, right? So, if you are operating with a spirit of being cautious in action for fear of doing wrong, 
you might be religious. Alright? Like not and not in a good way. I thought I thought the Lord's come to give us a spirit, you know. Um, he's given us love, he's given us freedom. Not a spirit of fear. Being being stuck in religion is rooted from fear of doing wrong. Well, what fear how could you be be afraid of doing wrong if you fully accepted the grace of Jesus Christ? There's no condemnation. He doesn't point out your wrongs consistently. You do that to yourself. Right? And that's not God's heart towards you. He wants you to get out from underneath of it so you can move on into the things he has planned for you. Condemnation doesn't do nothing for nobody. So, are you religious? Okay? Or, you know, walk around with the spirit of religion. If you are cautious in action, the fear of doing wrong, well, then you most certainly might have that on you. Now, but you can get free from it. You just got to acknowledge it. You just got to acknowledge that you have fear of doing wrong. Lord, help me not to live in fear. What what else do you need to do? Perfect love casts out fear. Ask God to make you perfect in love. Get the love of God in your heart, right? But I know you that you do not have the love of God in your heart. Love is the prerequisite for all understanding and interpretation of the scriptures. You have to learn to receive the love of God first. He says that he loved you before you loved him. So you got to receive that love and then read the scripture through the lens of God's love for you. What is love, right? First Corinthians 13, love. Love is patient, love is kind. It doesn't envy, it doesn't boast, it keeps no records of wrongs. It does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. Let's go back to truth, you guys. Listen to that podcast. What is truth? Truth is reality. It rejoices in the reality. You can rejoice in the reality of your own life, even if it's in a place you don't want, because you know God's not gonna condemn you for that. So now you can get out from underneath the bondage of it. If you're stuck emotionally in a place, Underneath a fear, in this in this case, in this regard, like Adam was, right? He says, I was afraid. The only way you're going to get out from underneath that fear is to let God meet you there. If you're afraid, God's right there with you. He met Adam in his fear. He goes, hey, where'd you go? God wants to, God wants to meet you with the love that he has. And then he wants you to take it one step deeper. And he goes, who told you that? Do you understand the thoughts that led you into this fearful place? Do you understand that the knowledge that you entertained? that got you here, right? And that's and that takes maturity, you know? And that takes that takes courage to be able to look at your thoughts and say, "Wait a second. I'm afraid. Why am I afraid?" Oh, because I was entertaining these thoughts, right? And then once you're able to acknowledge your fear and acknowledge the thought pattern the patterns that you've been in, right? You can meet those things with love and no condemnation. It's a really beautiful thing, you guys. So, I just want to talk about religion today. Are you religious or do you have a spirit of religion on you? Are you operating in cautious? Are you cautious in action for fear of doing wrong? If you are cautious in action for fear of doing wrong, you know what that means? You're operating in the spirit of condemnation. What's condemnation? Expressing an opinion against yourself. So what do you do? So now all of a sudden you express an opinion against yourself and now you be scrupulous. You're extra cautious because you don't want to repeat that thing that you condemn yourself for. It's a crazy cycle and you're never going to get out of it by repeating it that way. You've got to do something completely opposite. You've got to meet it with love, right? Meet it with the love of God. That's how you cast out all fear is through perfect love. Ask God to make you perfect in love. Ask him to give you love in all the areas where you don't define yourself as perfect, right? Unrealistic expectations, hurt, pain, acknowledge all those things. 
and then you guys, that spirit of religion will get off of you. And you'll be free. And then you won't bind other people with your own interpretations of it and box people in, right? This is how you have to be healed. Why are you doing this on the Sabbath, right? That mentality. That came from the Pharisees. You know, look how they treated people. They didn't see the heart of God that God wanted to heal and restore. But obviously that was God's priority because Jesus Christ was out there healing and restoring people on the Sabbath. So that's God's priority. You know what I'm saying? Not our rules. Not our rules for getting into the club or being accepted by other people. You know what I mean? Walk in your authority that God gave you through the love he gave you. You know. So anyway, you guys, I'm going to pop off here. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast again. This was my second one for the day. I kind of got a little bit behind, but I think I'm good now. But uh, anyway, you guys, I love you so much. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.